Welcome to Thought Leaders Talk Business Podcast, where we tap into the minds of business consultants and professionals to gain ideas and strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Debbie Fleeman. Our guest today is Bob Mobley, a senior executive coach and a mentor who has been described as having a razor sharp mind and a deep curiosity about people. His highly successful one-on-one and group coaching programs are based upon his 30 years of mentorship and coaching with senior executives around the world. Raised and educated on the East Coast, Bob found wonderful mentors and teachers at Deerfield, Yale, and Columbia, people who inspired him to be himself and encouraged his love of learning. His fascination for exploring what makes people tick has resulted in a unique and refined gift for helping people be more effective while becoming who they truly are. Today, there are few leadership coaches who have enjoyed Bob's track record of improving effectiveness in so many world-class companies. And as Bob said, the benefit is mutual. The opportunity to work with skilled, intelligent, successful men and women in different cultures around the world is probably the best education I could have had. Bob is committed to and focused on putting passion into executives' hearts and inspiring them to be the best they can be. His belief is that it is people, not programs, that make a difference. He said, I hold up a mirror to people so they can see themselves in action. Bob's clients are among the most prestigious and the best of the best. Baxter, American Airlines, Aon, the Boston Consulting Group, AstraZeneca, Dell, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, Clorox, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, General Electric, Marsh, Rothschild, Wells Fargo, Smith's Medical, Travelers, and quite a few more. Bob has developed, tested, and perfected several successful methodologies to working with people. Your Character Counts helps clients increase situational awareness and clearly project through behaviors, attitudes, and communication skills the characteristics of successful leadership. Ten Commandments for Successful Leaders help senior executives develop a vision for work that is larger than the problems faced on the job. This unique approach helps individuals understand the reasons for the perceptions they create in others. Bob has coached thousands of individuals over the years and has helped them build trust with their teams and to excel on their own personal and professional leadership journey. Bob, it's really nice to have you here today to talk about character development and the role it plays in leadership. And since we're going to take some time today and explore leadership, how about if we begin by having you define what is leadership? I define leadership this way. Leadership is taking absolute ownership, not just of those areas for which you're responsible, but for every aspect that can impact successful achievement and accomplishment of your goal and desired outcomes. 
So as you begin working with a client, what is your approach? I think that the answer to that question is both simple, easy, and at the same time complex. When I start working with a new client, my first discussion, which has probably taken place before they ever agreed to become a client, or I've agreed to take them on, is to talk about their values. And I find that if the client shares values with you, you have a far higher chance of being successful helping them, and they have a far greater chance of drawing from your experiential wisdom meaningful ideas that will be valuable to them. That is the starting gate. Now, if it's a first-time meeting, the discussion will be about values, and once that has been established, I then will say, we'll go back, let's talk again, why don't you do me a favor, and you think about and send me what you believe I can do to be of greatest value and benefit to you in helping you achieve your goals, dreams, and desired outcomes going forward. I have found that if you give people time to think about that, they will generally speaking come back with a meaningful list and everybody's different. There'll be some overlaps over time. You'll find people say, help me with this individual. Help me build this team in New York that's more efficient and trusts each other. Help me with my board of directors presentation because I want to build a new plant in Tokyo. I need $85 million. How do I get it? Help me with my presentation to the scientific community because I want to go to stage three testing of Remisodar and it's going to take $375 million and I need to be sure we get it or we're not going to be successful. So everybody's different. It's never the same. But the core ideas are related to values always. You once mentioned in a conversation that we had that behind your coaching mentorship program lies three core truths. Yes. The first experience-driven great truth, I would call it, is that you and I are always at our best in every situation, wherever it may be, business, at home, anywhere, when we are being ourselves and not trying to be somebody else, but bringing ourselves to the table. And to do that successfully, consistently, and effectively, you've got to have a substantive self-confidence and recognize that you're vulnerable and that you have strengths and weaknesses. And that is my experience that generally speaking, our weaknesses are our strengths in excess. But be yourself, always be yourself and be aware of your weaknesses. I think the second is that what works for you is effective. You may be able to use an approach or technique or a manner of talking with people, presenting ideas that doesn't work for anybody else on your team, but it works for you, it's effective. You get the decision you need, you build the trust and rapport you need, you build a team around you that you need. So stick to it. What happens today is we have so many individuals who have process books, the Covey's seven habits of successful people. Well, five of those habits may not work for you. 
don't get bogged down trying to use them. Be yourself and use what works for you. And the last one, which you, I don't think you can coach this, Debbie. I think you can talk with clients about it. I think you can have it being an ongoing discussion from time to time is developing in the client their self-confidence to trust their own intuition, to listen to their own voices, to draw upon their own experience, and to run things, run ideas through their own wisdom. Because it's, that's a powerful set of screens, and you've got to give your own experience and intuition and wisdom a chance to work. You've got to trust it. Bob, you identified core leadership values and core leadership skills, and then you linked each of them to behaviors. Can you explain how these integrate with each other? Let's take a core leadership value, which is integrity. And I believe on that handout that there is a little paragraph as to how one behaves if one is a person of integrity. And what you say to a client in a discussion is you say, it's very important that you live and demonstrate that you are an individual of integrity, Socratic method, and listen to what they say. Just getting people talking about what does integrity mean to them based on their experience, based on their knowledge, brings it to the forefront of their awareness. And you link this then through Socratic questions, and if you can, you tie it into what they're trying to achieve specifically as a action plan at that moment and say, if you can get so-and-so to realize this is a truly great idea, you want to be sure they understand what the idea does for them. So you get into the never-ending discussion that it's benefits for the client, it's benefits for the listener, if you want to use it that way, that are the heart and soul of why someone buys your ideas and follows you. What do you do for me that helps me be great? It's not complicated. It's just challenging because people don't take time to think about the whys. They spend 90% of their time thinking about the hows. The hows are not really very important. It's the whys. I thought it was interesting how you categorized the leadership values by integrity, which you mentioned, truth, courage, trust, loyalty, honesty, and caring. You could make a longer list. I think some of them would be redundant, but I think those are the key core ones. If an individual was in their DNA as a human being, their behaviors will reflect these values and others will see them, especially if they live them consistently, and that builds a bond. My experience over, over my career has been, I believe we do business with those individuals whom we like and trust. I think it's that simple. You listed core leadership skills. It's a pretty hefty list. And then you identified, Bob, behaviors and perceptions. How do you work with your clients in those areas? The short answer is that you you use questions to get them talking and find out what they perceive or how they view 
their ability in these categories. No one that I know, there's not a leader I've ever met who has them all. And smart leaders know which ones they don't have or where they're weak. And part of a strong leadership team is the smart leader. He or she will surround her or himself with individuals who possess those competencies so that there's a full bank account, so to speak, when you sit down as a team. I think some people are gifted in terms of strategic thinking. Others are not. That's not one of their gifts. They're more tactical, but it doesn't mean they can't be successful. And there are leaders who are not necessarily strategic thinkers of the highest order, but they have someone who is a strategic thinker of those highest order on their team. So you talk about these, you discuss it. And I think in the discussion that takes place, you raise the awareness of individual to examine her or himself as to what are their strengths and weaknesses. You've got to be pragmatic. You've got to be realistic. You've got to recognize that no one is a complete Renaissance man, in my opinion, or woman, in my opinion. And so you try to play to your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. I think that it's interesting that you said that leaders don't necessarily possess all of the skills that you have identified. What are some of the key behavior traits and values that leaders do share? Debbie, I think if we took a broad cross-section of men and women and you said, here's a list of people that I think are successful leaders, wherever they may be. They could be in industry, they could be in government, they could be in uh, education, they could be in any field. I believe that one of the shared traits or characteristics is that leaders are good communicators. If they're not good communicators, they can't be, really can't be effective leaders. Words are power. Words inspire. Words draw people into you. They are extremely useful and important. They have meaning. And how you use words and your choice of words, your choice of language as a leader is terribly important. The classic example recently in my memory is Churchill's use of the English language to mobilize Great Britain at a time of darkness. And I think the quote that Churchill used was, I didn't invent the English language but I was able to lionize it. That's not the exact quote, but it's something like that. So there you see the power of language. They're good communicators. Men and women who are good communicators have a better chance of being effective leaders. People will follow them because they understand them. They understand how they're going to help them be successful and how they're going to help them achieve their dreams and reach their goals and destinies. I think the other really important quality of leader is that your words match your actions, that if you demonstrate integrity and you're constantly a person of integrity, people see you as a person of integrity. If you don't demonstrate integrity based on the other person's perception of what integrity is, integrity is integrity, then, then you may not be trustworthy. I think leaders have to be trusted. People elect to follow you. You can't force someone to get in your boat in reality. Living your values and role modeling them becomes critical. So a good communicator and a person who is consistent in the way they behave and act 
is the DNA of a successful leader without getting into all the subsets. So if you were to break that down a little bit, can you share some secrets for success that can help all of us become stronger leaders? Yes, I can. I can give you a personal story that will demonstrate probably most successfully what I think is a very important awareness and quality. When I started getting my parts rebuilt, new shoulders, new knees, new neck, a miracle of modern science and surgery, I suddenly couldn't do a lot of actions I'd always done. I'd always been an independent guy, didn't like to ask for help. And suddenly I couldn't stand up or I couldn't put my sweater on. I had to say to my wife or someone, can you please help me? I learned out of that that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. And this was 2002 and 2003 and 2004 when I was going through all these miraculous new surgicals. And I didn't realize at the time, but I think it had an enormous impact on my own behavior and what it meant to me as a coach and mentor, because I suddenly realized that you can be vulnerable. And so that my whole approach to people, I stopped competing with them. I'm not competing with you. I'm not competing with my clients. I'm not hanging my ego on whether you get the job or you get promoted. I want you to be as successful, as most successful as you can be but I'm not in competition with you. And it changed the program. The program took off. It went to a different level. It became exceptionally powerful. I wish I'd known that 45 years ago. Don't compete with your clients. Be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. I know that you are available to coach and mentor folks who are out there, corporations, organizations of all shapes, sizes, and industries. If someone wants to contact you, Bob, what is the best way? There are probably two best ways. The best way probably is to send me an email to mobley, M-O-B-L-E-Y, S is in Sam, V as in Victor, at Gmail, and say, I would like to talk with you about X, Y, and Z, and I will always respond within, certainly within, or depending on the moment of the time, maybe even less. And the other is to pick up the phone and call my cell phone, which is area code 208-720-3054. And if I don't pick up, leave me a voicemail message and say, I'm calling because I'd like to talk to you about a coaching assignment. Here's my telephone number. That sounds good. You have been listening to Thought Leaders Talk Business. I'm your host, Debbie Fleeman. If you would like to reach me, you can email me at debbief at creativetechresources.com or pick up the phone and call 847-902-4175.